seeker, welcome back. This episode is all about self-sabotage, which is one that I definitely understand. So in this episode, we're breaking down what is really going on so you can understand it deeper, how it shows up in your life in ways you may not have been realizing. And then of course, what we can do to break free of the pattern, to start manifesting more, to start moving toward our goals. This is very powerful and I know there's a lot here for you. So in the theme of self-sabotage, I wanted to make sure you knew about the 14-day daily practice challenge. So this is 14 days of you practicing practicing, (laughs) you practicing how to show up for yourself, how to drop in, how to connect to your body, how to connect to yourself, how to create a rock solid daily ritual that helps you manifest, that helps you feel better, that helps you heal, that helps you grow and reflect and really just carve out time for you. So over this challenge, you will get daily practices emailed straight to your inbox. All you have to do is press play. They are 20 minutes or less, and they are specifically designed to have you step into more manifestations, to expand your energy, to clear your channel, to drop into your body, to move your energy and have you feeling really good, which has you manifest more. So if you've been looking to create a daily practice, I know your highest self has been whispering about that. If you've been wanting to create that daily practice or you're just wanting to refresh yours and get new ideas and new resources and new things to add to the different practices that you do, this is for you. I cannot wait to go along with you to have that accountability, to refresh your energy. And if you join in the live round, August 1st, 2023, We're going to go through it live in a Facebook group for that daily accountability, that feedback, answering your questions. It's going to be so fun. So I invite you into the 14 day daily practice challenge to manifest more, to reset your vibe, and most importantly, to learn how to show up for yourself. So if that sounds good, the link is in the show notes below. I cannot wait to see you there. And let's just dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. Thank you so much for being here, for being the type of seeker that's on this journey, for tuning into the show. I'm so excited you're here. In this episode, we're going to talk all about self-sabotage, and I'm going to go through what exactly self-sabotage is, also Talia style, not just physically what it is, but energetically what's going on. We're going to talk about why we do this to ourselves, like what why this ends up coming into your life, why it ends up being a struggle or a problem. I'm also going to talk about how self-sabotage shows up in your everyday life. So not just the really obvious ways it shows up, but sneaky hidden ways. And then of course, we're going to talk about what we can do about it with some actionable steps. I'm going to give you some really great to-dos that you can do today so that you can start to change the pattern. So that's what we're going to get into today. I'm so excited if this resonates with you you know, then you're in the right episode. I know that all of us though have dealt with self-sabotage. So some of us are dealing with it right now, very acutely, maybe feeling stuck or held back, or maybe it was a little bit more in the past, but we all deal with this. 
So I just wanted to say that in case this is you, do not feel shame, do not feel bad, you're not behind or so far gone in your journey that you can't manifest. We all deal with self-sabotage and I know that you'll see yourself in this, but everybody listening will see themselves in this. So you're not alone. We're going to move through this together. Before we dive into that, if you're new to the show, hey, 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 again, as I said, my name is Talia Joy. I am a guide in your awakening and this podcast is all about about manifesting what you are meant for. So we talk about the law of attraction. We talk about healing. We talk about intuition, moving into your soul's purpose, helping to manage your energy and so much more. Because as I always say, you don't just manifest what you want, you manifest who you are being. And so we need to shift our vibration, our mindset, a lot of these things in order to manifest what we want. So the reason why I say like, there's no one mantra to manifest money or, you know, there's no one magic journal prompt. It's because manifestation is taught in a way like there are these external things to do in order to manifest. So for example, there are these things you need to do to manifest money. That's an outward thing. Like there's steps I need to take but it's really an inner journey to clear the resistance you have to money. So the way that I look at all manifestation and life is that what we desire and what is meant for us, I believe that source God universe wants for us what we want for us. Maybe it's a certain vehicle. Maybe it's inner peace and ease. Maybe it's healing a condition or getting into a really good mindset. Maybe it's uh, it's a successful business, maybe writing a book, whatever it is for you, God wants that for you as well. And I truly believe that. So I believe that our soul you know, as you hear, we're not a soul, we're not a human having a spiritual experience. We are a spirit having a human experience. So really, I do truly believe that what we are meant for is seeking us. Rumi says, what you seek is seeking you. But what our job is as a human is to dissolve the resistance we have to it. I truly believe if you want to take this example of say somebody is looking for love, there are lots of people out there that could be a potential match, but that person looking for love also has to be the right container to welcome it in. So if that person is believing that they are unworthy, that nobody will love them, that all men or women are going to be unfaithful, they're going to get their heart broken, they're angry, they're resentful, they're mad at the world, at you know the, the whatever gender they're attracted to, whatever it is going on, they will block themselves from having like a mature, comfortable, respectful, um, dream type of love because it just doesn't match their energy. And I'm going to get way deeper into this with the self-sabotage because this is exactly, I'm starting to touch up on that. But what the job then becomes is that person clearing all resistance that they have to love versus going out and doing a whole bunch of stuff. So does that resonate with you? Of course, there are meditations, journal prompts, dating apps that support us on our journey because manifestation is a co-creation with spirit. So as we are an open vessel, say the example of my business, I used to just go madly after what I considered to be success, which really, I'm just going to be really honest. It was making a certain amount of money and getting like impacting more people, meaning there's a bigger audience. I have this many people in my membership and this many people in my programs and 
for the first forever, it felt like five years or so. That's what I was focused on is like getting known and making money. But I had a lot of inner work to do a lot of inner work about feeling enough, about being seen, about feeling valid, about showing up, about self-sabotage, believing in myself, healing my abandonment wounds, my self-esteem wounds. There was, there was a lot of work to do before I could be an energetic match for success. And so as I do the energy energetic work. And as I get to new levels of inner child healing, healing my body, all this stuff, then I'm kind of ready for a new say strategy. Like, Ooh, I'm ready to put this program out, or I'm going to try an Instagram ad, or I'm going to do this certain offer. Right? So the physical world obviously exists and it supports us. As you become more open, you may come in contact with the perfect meditation that just helps you so much or the perfect teacher or the perfect podcast or something that supports you in the journey. But that's because you did the work inside to clear the resistance. So I, I kind of hope that that makes sense. I've just been working with a beautiful client around finding love and it's kind of the same as my business is like before, even a couple years ago, she just really wanted to find love. But over the last bit, you know, while she's done so much inner work on loving herself and standing in her worth and knowing that she's incredible and she can be her own company and moving out of feeling like alone or not good enough because she didn't have a partner and more into like, I'm a catch. I enjoy my own company, discovering what lights her up, how to love herself, going through some healing work. And now she's at this place where She's met this incredible guy, but no matter what happens with that, each partner she attracted in our time together, even if it was just a date or whatever, they kept getting incrementally sort of quote unquote better or more aligned with her. So she used to have relationships that mirrored back what was going on within her. So unfortunately she had been in, you know, manipulative, abusive type situations and that's not her fault. I never am the person saying you created that because of your energy. This is a healing and evolving journey. And the more we know, the more we look back and go like, Oh yeah, I can see that I, I put up with that because I had low self-worth. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a fault. It's just a truth. So she was in that experience years ago as she did the healing work. She started attracting people that were more and more and more aligned, more and more respectful or similar interests, or, you know, just more in line with the partner she wanted. And that is exactly how this journey goes. So I'm going to wrap up this part because I really want to get to the self-sabotage, but on this, on this show, that's why I talk so much about these other things as well, because forever I was chasing the law of attraction. I of course watched the secret and all into the law of attraction stuff, but it never worked. I was trying and it never worked. I couldn't get over my own self-sabotage, but also my own inner hurdles. I was always triggered. I was always feeling like, fuck, I'm not enough, or I don't have what it takes if it was in business, or I'm never making any progress. Like I just was always so frustrated. And that was because I didn't need another journal prompt. I needed deeper healing work. I needed to see what was going on on a deeper level. So that's why we talk about 
all things deep and far and wide because I am here to help you clear your channel so that you can naturally manifest for the rest of your life. That is genuinely my intention with my one-on-one clients. That's what I am hyper-focused on is they shouldn't need me forever. They shouldn't constantly need to be either reassured or be shown or told what to do. Of course, I have a mentor. We all work with people. We all need guidance and support. But what I'm saying is that I love to help you clear the channel so that the rest of your life, you can be a magnet for that that you desire because you get it. You get yourself, you get energy, you get the way that manifestation truly works. And in the future, as things come up and you're triggered, you'll be able to have the tools in your toolbox to deal with it, to navigate it, to move through and bust through into your next level. So on this show, it's the exact same thing. I'm here to teach you. I love to say this. I'm here to teach you how to fish because I would rather you know how to do the work for the rest of your life to continue manifesting what you desire. So welcome to this show, long ass intro, but welcome. Um, Before I launch in, I just do want to say that I have not been feeling 100% the last few days. I have been congested. I got it from my son. If any of you have small children or did have small children, you know, when you're, you're, they're not feeling well or whatever, and you're laying next to them and then they just cough in your face because they're kids and they don't get it and they don't know, or he's half asleep and he just coughs and I'm right there. I'm like, oh, that's, that's going to do it. And then I wake up with a sore throat. Yeah, you get it. So I almost didn't record today because there's something very gross about a very well-miked snotty congested person. Nobody loves that. So I hope that it doesn't come across like that. Um, and thank you for bearing with me in this time. I really do apologize if I sound congested or snotty at all. Not my intention. I will try to keep it, keep it clean over here. (laughs) Okay. So diving into self-sabotage. So what is self-sabotage? Because I want to help you today to end self-sabotage so that you can make the changes and so that you can manifest what you desire and stop being in the loop of this self-sabotage. And I know it so well. So what exactly is it? I would be curious even to know your, you know, definition, thinking about it in your mind right now. What is self-sabotage, right? So I kind of take it like, This is when you say you want something, but you do the opposite. So I want to create a business, but week after week, you're not doing anything about it. Or I want to really get in shape, but you're not doing anything. You're not changing your behavior. You're not starting to go for a walk. You're just sort of sitting in it. It can also be when you know the steps or you have the steps to take, but you're just not doing it. Maybe it's that you want to be eating healthier or cleaner, and then you find yourself you know, every night or every day binging or eating the foods that don't feel good in your body. So I'm not talking about sometimes as you guys know, with food, especially I believe in moderation. I personally eat quote unquote very well. I eat very whole foods, but I also enjoy my chocolate. I'm going to say yes to a dessert here and there. If it resonates with me, I believe in freedom. So it's not about all or nothing, but it's the same type of thing, right? Like you want to be healthier yet. You're not doing it. You want to be working out. You're not doing it, or you're doing the opposite. You're just watching the day go by and you're like, I really should go for a walk. Hours go by. And by the end of the day, you don't. So that's what I look at as self-sabotage is when we say we want something, but our actions directly contradict it or directly cause the opposite effect to happen. 
So maybe what we're doing is hurting ourselves. Maybe it's alcohol or it's um, something else that actually is harming our body, but we're saying that we want to get healthier, but we just continue to harm our body. And again, I'm not talking about moderation. I'm talking about when it's holding you back, like self-sabotage is sabotaging yourself, your success, what you say you want for your life. So what this really is under the surface is that your conscious mind has a goal. Your conscious mind's all over it. It's like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to make 20 grand a month. I want to move. I want to partner. I want to become healthier. I want to meditate every day. Your conscious mind has that goal, but your subconscious mind carries a different belief. So if you've never had that light bulb moment, let that sink in for a second. Your physical or like your physical life, your conscious mind has a desire of something you want in this physical life. Um, you want to make a certain change, but your subconscious mind, which actually controls the whole scene has a completely different belief. So going back to the example with the relationships, I've worked with a lot of clients that are in that process of looking for a relationship or desiring one. So you may consciously want somebody who, you know, is respectful or you have some similar interests, or maybe you want someone who is sober or who is really into horses or loves to travel or something specific that means a lot to you. You're not just saying he has to have, you know, he has to be exactly six foot or they have to have blue eyes. It's like these things that really mean a lot to you. I want to be on the same page. I want someone who has their faith based in God, or I want somebody who, you know, wants children or doesn't want children. So you're allowed to have those desires, whether it's your body, your partner, whatever. But when you carry a different belief deep down, you will make different decisions that almost flabbergast you like self-sabotage. So you're, you're saying, okay, I really want to be with someone who doesn't drink and someone who speaks, you know, is really compassionate or empathetic or kind, you know, listens to me. And then you're going on a date and you meet someone and you notice right away, like they're drinking quite a bit and you kind of go, well, maybe it's like not that really big of a deal. Like he didn't get that drunk or they didn't, it wasn't too big of a deal. And then, you know, there's something else comes up where they're pretty judgmental or they're like, why did you react that way or something? You're like, well, you know, I understand. And you kind of just let it slide pretty soon. You're in a relationship with somebody that you said you didn't want to be in a relationship with. And that is because your subconscious mind doesn't believe the same thing that your conscious mind believes, which I'm going to get to what that is in a second. Your conscious mind wants to be treated well or have someone with similar interests your subconscious mind, did I say conscious? Okay. Your conscious mind wants somebody that acts a certain way or treats you a certain way. Your subconscious mind may not believe that's possible for you. So let's go to the example of health. Your conscious mind, you know, you may be in the place where you just want to be on a bikini in the beach, or you want to be 140 pounds, or you want to be whatever. Or maybe it's just, I want to be healthy. I want to feel vital. I want to feel good in my skin. That's your conscious mind wanting a certain goal. But your subconscious mind has always felt like the big one or the slob or your subconscious mind goes, I'm not healthy. People like me don't get healthy. Maybe everyone in your family is unhealthy with a certain condition or overweight or whatever. Again, no judgment. I'm just talking about our individual goals. So then you look around and go like, I can't do this. Right. Or I want to build a business. 
and I want to be successful and I want to mentor people and I want to help people. And your subconscious mind goes, who are you to help people? You're messed up, right? Or you're not inspiring enough. You haven't overcome enough. You don't know enough. So those beliefs completely contradict each other and cause us to act in a way that sabotages what we say we want. So self-sabotage itself, self-sabotage itself. I love when people say, stop self-sabotaging yourself. I always laugh because um, you can't really self-sabotage somebody else. But anyway, um, this is this is not wrong and bad. Part of the self-sabotage cycle is shame. And I'm going to get to this in a second. Actually, let's just dive into this because that was next anyways. So self-sabotage is when you say you want something. If you were to picture a little flow chart, you say you want something, but your subconscious mind believes something else. So you carry out an action that directly goes against what you want and you experience shame after that. And the end result is not what you want. So you know how I talk about the, the, um, like how your energy, this was actually way back in the podcast, but how your beliefs control your emotions and your reactions, which then control your actions, which then control your results. So we can't just go actions results, right? That's what we're trying to do. Like, I'm just going to get healthier. I'm just going to start doing yoga every day. I'm just going to, you know, work out. I'm just going to eat healthier. And that means I'm just going to eat salads every day. We're trying to go, if I do this action, I'm going to get this result. But we're leaving out a whole part of the equation, which is your beliefs and your emotions. So I know firsthand, especially being in an eating disorder for so long now, thankfully 10 years out of it, but I wanted to lose weight so bad, but deep down, I believed that I was disgusting and I don't want to trigger anyone here with this word. It's a trigger word um, or a trauma word for me, but the F word fat, that was something I was called. That was something that I was bullied for. So I believed that I was disgusting and I, my body was not enough and I felt gross in my skin, yet I'm saying I want to be healthy, right? So the belief I have is I'm not healthy. I'm big, I'm gross, whatever it is, which led me to have certain emotions about shame, about not feeling good enough, sadness, frustration, insecurity, which leads to my results or sorry, which leads to my actions. I'm going to handle myself, which leads to my actions. When I don't feel good enough, when I feel disgusting, when I feel shameful, when I feel gross, I'm not taking positive, healthy actions, right? I used to say this to people helping people with diets and food for so long. When we're depressed, when we're anxious, when we're sad, like attracts like. So that's when we crave lower vibration food, and lower vibration activities or non-activities because we don't feel good. When we feel good, we take higher vibration action. When we don't feel good deep down, we can't. It's like, it, it's not on the same page. So that I joke about how when you're broken up with or you're going through a, you know, a breakup, you don't go like, oh, I'm so upset. I need to eat a whole head of kale right now, <laughs> right? You go for the ice cream, you go for the chips, you go for the candy or even not eat. Like it's something that we can only be acting from where our vibration actually is. 
And the more we go, but I want this and we're not acting in accordance to it. And then we feel shame. It just perpetuates the cycle. So to kind of back up of all of this, self-sabotage is when our mind has a goal. We have an intention for what we want, but, but we're not doing what we need to do in order to achieve it. And in fact, we're usually doing the opposite. This is because it's either fear or low self-worth, why this happens. And those also can come in to be one in the same. It all kind of blends in. But why we have self-sabotage and experience this beyond the subconscious conscious, like why do, why that, right? We are either scared we're going to fail in our subconscious mind. Maybe you're scared of being humiliated or, I mean, our ego is terrified of failing. So that's very normal. We're either scared to fail or even sometimes scared of what success looks like, right? Like if I'm to put myself out there and then I have to go on stages, like that's freaking scary or, you know, whatever else it is. So it's either fear or low self-worth or both. So low self-worth is usually what's going on here. So in the example of the food, I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight, but my subconscious mind believes that I'm gross and disgusting. I am going to make choices from that emotional state. So I'm going to go more toward processed food. I'm going to go more toward quote unquote comfort food. I'm going to go more toward high sugar, high fat, the things that give my brain a dopamine response because I'm just wanting to feel okay. Okay. So why we sabotage is because we don't yet believe that we are worthy of that thing that we say we want. We don't believe that we are worthy of it, that we are capable of it, that we are deserving of it. And this sounds weird sometimes, and it's sometimes hard to make that click, but say the example of the relationship, right? It's, it's easy to see if somebody continues to attract people who treat them poorly, that they don't think that highly of themselves. And that, again, that's not a judgment. That's usually trauma. So it's something we have to work through and heal through. But we, you know, my past client, she's attracting people who mirrored her self-worth, And as we did healing work together, as she did the healing work, as she moved through, she started attracting people that matched the way that she thought about herself and the way that she knew that she deserved to be treated. So it's the same when it comes to our own actions. As I believe that I'm worthy of health, of moving my body, I'm worthy of a 20 minute yoga, I'm worthy of the time it takes to juice or to buy produce or to look up new recipes, or I'm worthy of eating more vegetables, more fruit, going for walks. As I believe I'm worthy of that, And if it's a business, I'm worthy of chasing my dreams. I'm worthy of starting the business. I'm worthy of, you know, being treated in a certain way by people around me. Maybe you're trying to call in other soul sisters or community or a mentor. I am worthy of that. That's what your brain has maybe not yet clicked into. Because if you were a clear channel to what you desire, you could just act in accordance to it. There's nothing physically stopping you from going for a walk from accepting dates only from people who show respect or whatever it is, right? These are just all examples. It would be easy. And maybe you've been in a time in your life when you were a clear channel, maybe relationships haven't been an issue. And you know, it's easy for you to actually say like, no, I'm good. You know, I don't see this going anywhere to someone who exudes or puts out energy that you're like, no, 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 that's, I'm not, that's not what I'm interested in. Maybe that's not an issue. So I want you to look at a 
part of your life where you feel that you do have high self-worth. If there is an area that you can think of quickly or, or that comes to mind. And in that area of life, it's easy to make choices based on what you are worthy of and deserving of right? For me, thankfully relationships haven't been an issue, but I have a, I have a lot of other issues, but for me, I, I don't know if it was my upbringing. Um, my dad and me are so solid that, you know, he's awesome. Maybe I just somehow got that memo. I'd never really had confidence or a lot of self-worthiness, but for some reason I knew what I was worthy of in a relationship and anyone who is going to cheat on me or be mean or disrespectful or disengaged. Like I was good to move on. Like I was the queen of like, I'm done this relationship. I'm out. But other areas in my life, I wanted to become healthier, but I hated myself and it spiraled into a 15 year ish eating disorder and shame and tears and hating myself because that was the area of life. And and there's other things too, but that was the area of life that I really, my subconscious mind had been beaten down by bullying, et cetera. I just didn't feel good. So why I'm saying all this is that when we believe so little of ourselves, we can't act in accordance of the higher version of ourselves that knows that worth, right? But if we did have that higher energy, it would become easy to change what we needed to change because the things on in the physical world, like to change them is actually not that hard. Meaning like you want to go for more walks, go for more walks. Like you want to eat more veggies, eat more veggies. Like it's not really actually that big of a deal, but it's our mind that stops us. So I want you to think of that too, right? Like doing more journaling, meditating, going for a walk after dinner, being a little bit more active, starting to write your book, starting to, you know, create a business Instagram handle or starting to get out there to meet somebody. Like it's not really that hard, but it's our mind that stops us and makes us sort of do things that are sabotage right? So I'm going to talk about how self-sabotage shows up in our life. And then we're going to get right to like what we can do about it, because I really want to help you guys shift some stuff today. So why or not why ways we self-sabotage. So one of the first ones that came up as I was writing this out was excuses. That is one huge way. And I'm just going to be real with this list. I also want to say that I see myself in every single one of these. So I'm not on any kind of pedestal. I'm on a very normal office chair, (laughs) but this is normal. This is human shit. Okay. So excuses, making excuses for why you can't do something. And I'm going to get more into some of the more specific excuses in a minute, but just in general, right? Like, oh, I can't go for a walk today because it's raining and I don't want to get my shoes wet or, oh yeah, I keep trying to, but you know, I just never have the time. Just these general excuses about why you can't have what you want. Even if your excuse within yourself is like, I'm not smart enough to have a business, I don't know enough to become a mentor to somebody or my art isn't good enough to sell. Like the people out there selling their art, they're way better than me, whatever it is. And I want to ask you right now, what's your excuse? Like for real, I'm never the one that's harsh on you and mean on you. I hate the coaches that are like, fucking excuses, just get rid of them. You're just holding yourself back. Like you can't just abolish them out of nowhere. You don't have to know what to do. So the first step is actually going, okay, what is my excuse? Why haven't you started the business yet, taken some steps toward your health, 
taken some steps toward the things that you want. Why haven't you? Okay. So just being really aware of these things typically hold us back. And I'm going to talk to you again, of course, after this about what to do, how to move through those excuses. But for now, just start to know, like call them out. What's your biggest excuse, right? I know for me, one of mine is I'm busy. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. And it's true. I have three kids, which feels like a (laughs) hundred and I have a business and I'm a busy person just like you are. And it feels like I don't have the time to do things, right? So whether it's real slash true or not, what is your excuse? What is your reason for not showing up for yourself? What is your reason for not achieving or manifesting what you say you want? So the next thing is I call this next Monday mentality, which is basically procrastination. But I always say next Monday because back in the day I saw this incredible comic strip and it was just two little boxes and it was all like, you know, scritchy, scratchy, drawn, like hand drawn little comic strip. And it was this guy standing up and they were all stick people, but he's standing up on stage and there's a whole sea of like a crowd. And the person on stage is like, you know, we're going to, we're going to work out and eat healthy and And the whole crowd is like, yeah. And it's like, and we're going to get into the best shape of our life. And the whole crowd's like, yeah. And then he goes, when are we going to do this? And the whole crowd goes Monday. And then the guy on stage goes, today's Monday. And the whole crowd goes next Monday, right? So that's why I call it the next Monday mentality. And sometimes my husband and I like joke about it when it's like taxes are getting close to due or something. I'm like, we should really do our taxes. He's like next Monday. Cause we kind of joke that that's how procrastination happens. It's like, ah, later. Right? So that is one way that we sabotage is we have this next Monday mentality. Because if you, any, anything that starts on a Monday, unless you're jazzed and that actually works for you, I just feel like I'm going to quit smoking on a Monday. I'm going to start journaling on Monday. Like, Like notice that in yourself. How often do you have next Monday mentality, which is basically procrastination, putting it off, right? So that's a way that self-sabotage shows up. Another one is defending your quote unquote bad or unhelpful habits. So like, you know, you said you were going to quit down, cut, cut down on drinking or something like that. And then you kind of go, well, I I couldn't do it because everybody from the office went out or I can't because it's Friday and I always have a beer on Friday or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's excusing or defending the things you're doing that aren't serving you. So this is the place where me as Talia, I have endless compassion I have so much empathy and compassion for people, especially being stuck. I, as I say, I'm never the one hard on you. Um, But there is also a time when we have to kind of just call ourselves out, right? When I think in my mind's eye, I should be doing yoga, but I realize I haven't done it in two weeks. I got to look at that and be like, what's actually happening? Oh, I don't have the time. I'm like, you don't have the time for like 10 minutes of yoga, 15 minutes of yoga. Like what's really happening? Oh, well, you know, on Monday this, oh, well on Tuesday. And I'm just defending the fact that I am not doing that. Right. And I think it's Dr. Phil or whoever says, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? So sometimes we defend our bad habits. We go, I can't do that. I can't quit. I can't, whatever it is for any reason that is self-sabotage. So the next thing is letting actually the next thing is the no time, no money excuse, which again, 
I understand literally having no money or not having any time. I've been there for both of those. I actually understand. I promise you, I'm not sitting here on all of my millions being like, oh, just, just money's an excuse. Cause I get what it's like to literally be moving money around to pay for groceries, to not be able to hire a mentor or a personal trainer or whatever. So this isn't actually about the cash in your bank account, but we go like no time, no money is the number one excuse. I know those are two, but those are, those go hand in hand for everybody. And I've learned about this in the coaching industry forever. Like mentors would be like, you have to overcome people's objections because everybody is going to say they have no time and say they have no money. And you got to convince them otherwise and overcome that. And I don't really believe I have to convince you of anything, but bringing awareness to this. Yes. You feel like you have no time or money, but this stops you from doing what you desire. So allowing money to stop you is just pretending if I had more money, I'd be happy. If I had more money, I'd be able to do it. And it's just not true. That's actually kind of the next Monday mentality because you're saying if things change in the future, then I'll be able to do X, Y, Z. So Yes. If you had more money, you could go take yoga teacher training, or if you had more money, you could go on vacation a hundred percent. That's the physical reality. However, with the goals that you have, if you adopted the mentality of, I may not have a lot of money right now to invest, but I'm going to do everything I can on my own. I'm going to learn. I'm going to commit you would be shocked how far you could get. The internet, I don't know if you've heard of the internet, but it has a lot of information on it. So if you wanted to meditate every day, but you don't have the money to invest in somebody's meditation library or some special thing, you can Google that shit. You can watch a YouTube meditation. You could do it in silence or there's endless guided ones. If you want to get fit and you're not quite sure what to eat, there's so many videos out there that you could start to explore and new recipes and get free recipes online. So all I'm saying is, yes, there are some big things like Talia to get a new car involves money and I don't have money. Totally. But for free, you could say to yourself, I don't have the money right now to buy my BMW or buy my Jeep or whatever, but I'm going to take all the steps I can. You start looking through the classifieds. You start talking to people. You get your vehicle assessed for like, what would be the trade-in value? You look at a loan from the bank. You can do a lot of things for free to set yourself up for that goal because usually no time and no money is an excuse. And I hate to say that because so many of you are like, but Talia, like I'm literally so busy and I know, and I am too. And I have clients that have five children or six children and full-time jobs. And I really do understand legitimately being busy, but you cannot let it hold you back from everything that you desire. Instead, what we can do is if you have health goals, instead of being like, I don't have the time to work out at the gym five days a week, maybe you could go for one walk tonight. You could walk, you get your little cute walking poles or do a yoga, a free yoga video off of YouTube. You know, you could drink a lot of water today. You could aim to eat like more fruit in the summer because it's in season. There's things you can do before those big expensive steps. And this is something we're getting ready to launch the daily practice challenge. If you haven't seen that, definitely hop in below, um, check out the link. But I say all the time, don't wait for the big moves. Your progress is actually not based in the giant, big, expensive moves. Your progress is based in your 
resilience and your mindset to do everything you can and not give up. And by everything you can, I don't mean hours and hours and hours, but not saying like, I have no time. I can't, I have no money. I can't. I have a client who has three children and she's starting a business and she's saying like, it's not going as fast as I want it to, because she literally doesn't have the hours to be putting into like websites and putting out her offers. She can only do it you know, when the babysitter's there or when she, her husband's there and she can take some time or early morning. So she's trucking along and she'll get down on herself and be like, I wish it was happening quicker. And that is normal for us to wish it could happen quicker, but sometimes we can only do what we can do. And I talked to her about like surrender and knowing that like life is calling her to do this in bite-sized chunks because she also has very young children that aren't even in school yet. So yeah, it may be slower because you're busy, but you could still get up and meditate for 10 minutes. You could get up before your kids do, or at the end of your work day, before you get out of the car to go into your house, you could take five minutes with your palms up. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to move past this because we have a lot to cover, but sabotage comes in constantly focusing on no money, no time and not moving through that to be like, what can I do? What can I learn? If you're in an inspired state because you've Googled some things or you've just started doing 10 minutes of yoga a day instead of feeling like you have to hire a personal trainer and you have to do it 20 hours a week or whatever it is, you pick up momentum so fast because you start feeling good about yourself. You start going like, holy shit, I'm doing it, right? So we'll get to that. But no money, no time is a big way that we sabotage. There's only two more. So the next one is doing only what's comfortable. This comes up a lot. I am, this is one that, you know, comes up for me, but sometimes we self-sabotage because the things we want require us to do things that are really uncomfortable. You know, maybe it's asking for a promotion. Maybe it's quitting your job and trusting in your mentorship business or your art business or whatever, because you want to travel, like whatever it is, it's uncomfortable going out on dates. It's uncomfortable. But so sometimes we just do what's comfortable and that can hold us back. Even in the case of relationships, maybe we haven't experienced like a mature adult relationship. So communication comes up and it's really hard and it makes you just want to close down and run and pick someone that's less mature. (laughs) That's normal. So sometimes we only do what's comfortable, what we've been doing because going outside the box, doing new things is uncomfortable, but this holds us back. And then the last one I want to talk about is negative self-talk or defeating self-talk. This is a huge self-sabotager going, I'm never going to do it. I'm stuck in my ego. I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. Fuck. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why haven't I done it yet? Whatever it is, whether you're saying I can't, or I'm not, or you're being hard on yourself. Like when we say it to ourselves, like Talia, why the hell did you do that? Talia, why don't you get your shit together? Like that type of thing is so damaging to our spirit because source wants you to learn how to take care of yourself in a sacred, beautiful way, to hold yourself, to have the capacity, the space to have empathy for yourself, to move through the healing work and be your own best friend. So when we turn against ourselves, it ends up sabotaging everything. And I used to think in an eating disorder, if I was hard enough on myself, I would literally like beat myself into health or into results or into discipline. It's a crock of shit. The harder we are on ourselves, the more it damages our spirit. I believe in consistency. I believe in being focused. I believe in accountability, but I don't believe shit talking yourself into it. So that's another way that we self-sabotage is through negative or defeating self-talk. 
Your job is to become your own cheerleader, not to tear yourself down. So let's move into the juice. What do we do about self-sabotage. So number one, I want you to ask yourself as, as we've gone through this whole episode, what is it that you want and what is the self-sabotage behavior that you are doing? Is it sort of around procrastination, maybe defeating self-talk, maybe making excuses, maybe you're saying you want to be healthier and then you're binging on, you know, food that isn't healthy again, no shame, but whatever it is, take a look at that. And then you need to start to remind yourself that you are worthy of the desires you have. You are worthy of stepping into health. You are worthy of taking 20 minutes to do yoga or to meditate or to make a beautiful meal for yourself that's healthy. You're worthy of taking the course if, if you can't afford it and you know, you're, you've, you've been de- debating it. You're worthy of that. You're worthy of spending the time on yourself, of doing maybe the healing work, of hiring a mentor, or taking a walk around the block every day. It just depends on where you're coming from, financial situation, whatever it is, but you are worthy of it. That never changes. And I'm going to invite you to start to go deeper into the healing work, because without the healing work, you are going to stay in self-sabotage. So by the healing work, I mean why don't I feel like I'm worthy of that? Or, okay, I've noticed that I don't feel worthy of spending that time on myself for yoga. So if you go deeper into inner child work, I would ask yourself, you know, when have I felt this before? When have I felt unworthy for the things that I want? Where was I maybe shown that? Maybe you had a mom or a dad that struggled with the same thing. Maybe you were shown certain things. Maybe you were told you were unworthy. Maybe somebody abandoned you. Maybe you experienced trauma. So but I, I can't go all into the healing work with you in this episode, but starting to look at that and reminding yourself, I am worthy of the things I want. I'm worthy of abundance. I'm deserving of abundance and of having a good life. I am worthy of that. And then creating smaller steps. Don't all or nothing yourself. That's another way that we self-sabotage is we think it has to be all or nothing. We want to lose weight like yesterday. So we think we need to like join the boot camp and Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and blah, blah, blah. It's not all or nothing. A business is not all or nothing. My client with three kids starting a business, she can't do all or nothing. She literally is not going to neglect her kids to build a website. She has to chunk it down into small incremental steps and stay focused on this vision she has. So reminding yourself that you are worthy of that meditation that you keep saying you're going to get up and do and then don't. You're worthy of moving into the goal. And then on a very practical sense, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to think of a small step that you can take in the direction of your dreams, in the direction of this goal. So thinking about, okay, my goal is more health or higher health or to feel more vitality or whatever. What is one thing that I can do? I would like to, and this could have been the stuff that you are self-sabotaging. You already know, okay, I want to go on more walks or I want to go on more hikes um, or I want to start a blog or whatever, but for health, let's focus on that. Okay. 
So what is one small thing you can do? Okay, one small thing I can do is I can start going for walks every day or most days when I get home from work. Or when I'm walking the dog, I could do two laps around instead of just one and get a little bit more exercise in. Okay, great. What is something you can do that's even smaller? Okay, I can chug a bunch of water. I can take my vitamins today. I can stretch in the morning. Before I go on my walk, I could spend five minutes of loosening up my hips or doing a stretch. I could do one workout video today instead of like I could work or I could work out every day. I could do one workout video today. I could join back into that fitness class that I loved, but I want you to think small. What is one small thing you can do right now? And then what we need to do is we need to take really small actions and celebrate the shit out of ourselves to stop this self-sabotage process. So this does involve healing work. If you're saying you want help and then you're binging on food, there's something that is causing you to binge. But the reason why I'm going into the worthiness is because no matter what it is that's causing you to do that, it's a feeling of being unworthy. So you remind yourself, okay, Talia, or whatever your name is, (laughs) I am worthy of health. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of abundance. I'm worthy of feeling vital in my life, energetic. I'm worthy of my gut having, you know, being calm and working properly. I'm worthy of feeling great in my skin. And then we go, what is something small I can do? And then what is something even smaller? What is the smallest thing that I could do today, right now, in the direction of health? Drink your water. Take that vitamin you're meaning to take. Stop and eat your lunch instead of just working through lunch or whatever it is. Take a deep breath right now and celebrate yourself. So what I do, I'm going to break out, break down into a situation that break down into a situation, break, I'm going to break down a situation I've shared before with yoga. So I'll go like, I know my body loves yoga, makes me feel like loose because I've got body pain and stuff. Anyways, it really helps me. Yoga is like my church. It's also like my massage therapist or my, it's like, it's like body work as well as spiritual self work. I love yoga. So there'll be times in my life right now, I'm in a pretty good rhythm, I think, but there's times when I'm like, I should be doing yoga. And I notice I haven't done it in like two weeks. And then I start feeling shame, which perpetuates the cycle of feeling like shitty. So I break through that and I go, okay, what's preventing me from doing it? Well, I'm really busy. And every day it just seems to like slip away. And I say, I'm going to do it. And then I notice like time goes on and I just don't do it. Okay. So what is a small thing that I can do to move back toward my goal of yoga? Okay. I could do yoga today. I'll do just like a 10 minute video to kind of break the ice, to get back into the rink. It's like getting one day of sobriety under your belt. That is what paves the way to a year, to two years, right? So what is one thing I could do today? Well, today I could do yoga. Okay, what's one thing I could do right now? Okay, well, I've got 15 minutes till my call or whatever. I could stand on my mat, do a forward fold and just kind of like ease into my hips, or I could do a downward dog, or I've done yoga so many times I could do one little flow just on my own, like five minutes of just like a sun salutation. Okay. Sometimes I'm literally laying on my mat in Shavasana breathing because that is closer to doing yoga than running around the house, flipping over laundry and going out and running errands. You know what I mean? So 
what is the smallest possible thing that you could do? And then you celebrate the shit out of yourself for doing that. And you say to yourself, like out loud, I am worth this breath on my yoga, on my yoga mat, or I am worth this five minute stretch. I am worth walking around the neighborhood once, but doing something really small to break the pattern, celebrating yourself, reminding yourself that you are worth that. And then really focusing forward on very small incremental upgrades focused around worthiness while embarking deeper into the healing journey of why you in general don't feel worthy. But even if that to you is a mystery or you haven't dove into that yet, there's so much we can do before we even dive into the deepest work or see the one originating factor. Like it just, we have to start making a new decision and celebrating ourselves for that new decision. And then being very aware, aware not to shame ourselves when we kind of slip back into old habits. So something I did with food to move out of a really disordered relationship with food and into more is I would say that like, what is one thing I can do? Well, I can make this you know, nutrient dense, like lunch or whatever. And I would be, it would be approaching nighttime and I'm like, Oh, I really want a snack. Oh, I really want this food, but no, I shouldn't. And then I kind of go, okay, what is something small I can do right now? Well, before I have these chips that I really want, I'm going to drink a big glass of water or I'm going to take my multivitamin or I'm going to have half an apple and then I'll let myself have the chips. Like even if it is small, we want to start to make progress in the right direction. We kind of need to quote unquote force ourselves to do a little thing good for ourselves, even if we still allow the other behavior to be there because it will ease out. It will ease out as you heal it, but it won't ease out if we stay in the same pattern. If we do it and then we shame ourselves, and then we feel overwhelmed, then we feel like we have to conquer it all and then we don't because it's so freaking overwhelming. We procrastinate, we shame ourselves, like it, we just stay in the same cycle. So if you've been wanting to start a business and you just haven't been able to have the money or the time or whatever to do it, what is something very small you could do? You could search in YouTube, how to start an online coaching business in 2023, watch a video, be like, Oh, that there was one useful tip there. Right. Or if you're in a business and you need, you want more clients, Google how to get more clients on Instagram in 2023 or whatever it is. Right. Maybe look at how to utilize your Instagram bio and do one little switch. Instead of thinking you have to hire a mentor to do a complete overhaul of your business, what is something you can do now? And then celebrate yourself, change that link in that Instagram bio, and then do a happy dance. Do you know what I mean? So overall, self-sabotage is when our mind has a goal, but our subconscious mind carries a different belief, generally about either being afraid of failing or low self-worth, because we don't yet believe that we are worthy of it. As I said to you before, my body and health has always been a journey because from such a young age, I was told that I was not enough. So the rest of my life, I've been almost fighting against that, except now I'm not fighting against it. I'm working with it. I'm integrating it. It's more of the healing path, but I fought against it my entire life because that's what was ingrained to me when I was seven. But now what I do is I remind myself every fucking day, you are worthy of drinking a huge glass of water. You are worthy of having this liter smoothie with like spirulina and all these things that I love in it. You are worthy of taking a break for lunch. You're worthy of walking around the block. 
Even if you just have 15 minutes, you're worthy of that. You're worthy of stretching in the morning. You're worthy of ending the day with a little intentional prayer or meditation or something. You're worthy of that. That's, I have to keep reminding myself because deep down I didn't feel worthy. So reminding yourself of that, asking yourself, what are some small steps that I can take and then go even smaller? And this is the nugget I'm going to end on. When you become willing to take the smallest of steps, that is a huge indication of how ready you are to overcome the pattern of self-sabotage because the small steps are the things we usually overlook, the things we usually don't put our time into because our all or nothing brain think we have to do the big things, right? So we go like, what is one deep breath really going to do? What is taking my vitamins today really going to do? We try to be like, no, 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 I got to create a plan that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And that usually is just preventing us from doing one little thing now. So when you do one little thing for yourself, you drink your water, you do a little stretch, you put your hand on your heart and you say, I am worth moving into my dreams. I am worth this next step, this next dream being realized. I am worth being treated well. I am worth feeling good in my life. And then you take one little step. Do one journal prompt if you're trying to create more daily practices. Do one you know, salad, if you're wanting to eat more vegetables, one little thing, and then celebrate yourself. And this is how we start to end self-sabotage because it's just coming from a place of a lower resonating belief that doesn't match yet what you say you want. So it's not that you're bad. Good news. It doesn't mean you're not cut out for it. It doesn't mean you're not strong enough or motivated enough to create it or you're not special or magical enough to manifest it. That's not what it means. It just means you've got some energy contradicting yourself inside and it's time to break through that pattern in incremental upgrades, in small actions, in celebrations of ourself, in remembering that we are fucking worth it, worth showing up for ourselves. You are worth showing up for yourself. I really hope that you have had at least one nugget to take away in this podcast, because this is one part that really does hold us back. And it doesn't mean that you're broken or weak or can't move through it. You absolutely can. We all deal with this. We just need to keep focused on the light, self-compassion, little mini, mini actions to move us forward. And if this does resonate, and if you're wanting to get into a rhythm with a daily practice, whether it's health, meditation, body movement, healing, whatever, I definitely recommend checking out the 14 day daily practice challenge. It will give you the accountability. It will give you the new practices. It will hold your hand. I will hold your hand live as we go through the 14 days. You will come out the other side with a rock solid daily practice ritual and also understand how you can bring this into your everyday life, how you, how easy it is to incrementally show up for yourself. You just need to get over the hump. You just need to kind of get over the hump of that, have that accountability, have that support. I would love to see you in the daily practice challenge. If it doesn't resonate with you, or if the funds aren't available for it right now, by the way, it's $44 for the 14 days, you get 14 new practices plus a daily practice portal that has a whole bunch of them in there right now. So as soon as you signed up, you can actually get started, but then we start August 1st 
the full round of the 14 days. Um, but even if that is not in the cards for you, do the steps that is in this podcast that I talked about today. And I know that it will make a big difference in your life. So hopefully I'll see you in the daily practice challenge. And if not, I will see you in the next episode seeker. You are doing such a good job. I've got your back. We will get through this together. I love you so much. Have a great day. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. It truly means a lot. And I really, really hope that it served you. I invite you to check out the show notes. There's all sorts of action down there, including the Awakening Her Daily Practice, which is a beautiful daily practice to process your emotions and manifest what it is that you want. In the show notes, you'll also find the Awakening Her Manifesting Apparel store, how to reach me on Instagram and Facebook, as well as some one-to-one opportunities. So make sure to check that out and I'll see you in the next episode.